Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. A reminder from the town's Office of Community Development, the town's residential snow bylaw requires sidewalks along residential properties to be cleared of snow and ice by 8 p.m. the day following the storm. For example, for this past Sunday's storm, snow and ice should have been cleared from sidewalks to 36 inches by 8 p.m. on Monday night. If you have questions about the bylaw, you can contact the Office of Community Development at 617-993-2650 during normal business hours. Town Clerk Alan Cushman has, has announced that the due date for filing nomination papers for town meeting members is February 12th of 2018. Every seat of the 12 open seats in each town meeting precinct is open every year. As of this year, three-year terms are still open for precincts two, three, five, seven, and eight. In addition, there are partial term seats open in precincts one, five, and seven. Cushman says that people can run for the partial year or the partial term seats as a way to decide whether they want to be involved to the point of running later for a three-year seat. Maps of Belmont's precincts are available on the town clerk's website. Seven Chenery kids made the buzz at the MLK breakfast with Equality for a Change, a song they wrote for Basic Records, a workshop offered by the Belmont After School Enrichment Collaborative, they captivated the public, like the keynote speaker who invited them to go on his show on WGBH. Belmont Media's Frederic Rigolo sat down with the kids and their teachers. Before I get into the topic, I have to just give another round of applause to these young people from the Chinnery Middle School. I'd like to make sure I get one of those downloads so I can take over to the station with me. They are the reason why this world is going to change. I'm Tula. I'm Zubi. Quality, just four syllables, but that's plenty. One word, but it means so much. Ignoring it hurts more than a touch. We decided to put together a workshop to teach and record um, original songs with students. Um, and we had this amazing group of talented kids join us. So we started by coming with original material to just teach them the recording process. And then from there we worked on collaborating and writing original songs with them. And that's where Quality for a Change came from, their words, their melody. And we just helped with the music and the recording and the editing. So that was their, their mind, which is so cool, yeah. Tell you why hatred makes people cry. This is really supposed to be a free nation, not a plea, it's my declaration. Not a plea, it's my declaration. LGBT plus equality is a must. I want things to be equal today, 
And what does it matter if you're straight or gay and enough? So we were sitting down at the table and we we had already done some songs that Kate and Sam were working on, but we wanted to write our own songs too. So we we talked about what um, things were very important to get people to be aware about. So we all um, wanted to do something to uh, sing about like equality and um, how things should be equal and so then we we all came up with ideas for the lyrics and we wrote the song of your life there are people who disagree but if you stand with me we'll make the world a better place for every human every race it felt amazing like it feels like you're it feels scary too trust me but it feels really amazing to just sing about what you care about get it out there because once it's done it's like a feeling of a accomplishment and like completion and all of us kind of want to feel that feeling that we've done something today we've done this thing that we care about deeply That song in particular came about so organically that from them um, and completely from them that it, it was certainly something to um, to watch them really arrive at that themselves and any work that we did in editing it or producing it um, in that song it was just to sort of capture what they had already done themselves so th that's what's special about that song to me um, and what makes it so meaningful to, to watch them perform it it's, it's truly theirs Welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald I have with me today Joanna Juvelis who is the multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald in Wicked Local Belmont Belmont's online and print source of local news. Thanks for stopping over. Always great to be here, Roger. Thank you. We heard last week on the Belmont Journal that there was a proposal from Belmont's planning board to move a part of the high school away from the pond. And you have an update I for us. I have an update. So the, the public hearings have begun between the planning board and the grade 7 to 12 you know, high school building committee. And one of the things that came up was they want to see the southwest wing, which is at the front entrance of the 9 to 12 school, be moved away from the pond. They feel it's poking into the pond and they want to see more space between the pond and the building because they said it's historic space. It was actually designed in the 1920s by Lauren Underwood. It's a significant asset to the town. Now, would moving this affect the size of the building? Yes. So the, basically, the 
the, they had a meeting this week and the architectural team said doing this will add square footage to the building and it will affect the educational program on the fourth floor. It, it can be done, you'll gain 10 feet. The most you can gain is 10 feet, they said, but you'll add 637 square feet to the building. So they're going to decide between now and next week, they're going to look they're going to look and see can we get the square footage down to the 445,000 100 square feet that was approved by the Massachusetts School Building Authority. And that is a the limit. big question. That, that is an upper they limit. They absolutely can't go over that at all. And they're going to try, and they're, they're going to see what they can do. What's the impact on the teaching uh, of moving? Well, just, just um, some of the classrooms have to be moved around. It does affect the educational program, they call it. But they, it can be done. It's just a question of this extra square footage now, whether or not they can get it down. Okay. Well, yeah. speaking of the high school, yeah. we are close to making a decision about a new permanent principal. Or possibly no decision. Okay. <laughs> we'll find that out. We have two candidates. Two candidates who are going through the public interview process where they can actually meet parents and parents can ask them questions. So one of them is Isaac Taylor. He is the principal of North Middlesex Regional High School in Townsend, which is about 800 students. And he's overseen a recent construction project over there. So that was one of his little qualities that's a that they small think is school. good. It's much smaller than Belmont High is today. Belmont High is currently 1,200 students or 1,300 and will be with the two new grades, about 2,200 students. And then Olive Bradford is the second Olive candidate. Olive Bradford, she is currently the principal apprentice for Prospect Hill Academy, which is a charter K through 12 school in Cambridge. And she's coming to meet, meet the public as well. That school has 1,100 students, but again, it's K through 12. It's a different model, and both both of these candidates have a strong teaching background. So we'll we'll see who they end up picking if they end up picking either one, because the public is filling out questionnaires, giving feedback, and that will all be taken into consideration. For the final and the decision. decision lies with Superintendent Phelan. I believe it does in the Human Resources Department and um, the whoever's on the search committee. They they're the ones that make that final decision. That's great. We yeah. will stay tuned. Thank you. We've been speaking today with Joanna Juvelas, who is the multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald and Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online and print source of local news. You can read about these stories and more, both online and in the print edition of the Belmont Citizen Herald. Belmont Light's 2018 appliance rebate program deadline is January 31st. Chris Roy, Belmont Light's general manager, was in the studio and talked to Belmont Media's Michael Crowley about the appliance rebate program. Tell me about Belmont's, um, Belmont Light's appliance rebate program. It's, it's not something that, that I actually have any familiarity with. Sure. So it's a program that started in 2003. Uh, so since then, we've been offer, offering rebates to replace older appliances with new, more efficient ENERGY STAR appliances. If you purchase Energy Star refrigerator mm -hmm. or, or heat pump, dryer, central AC, uh, room AC, or dehumidifier, then you are eligible for rebates. Uh, since we just wrapped up 2018, um, the deadline to apply for the 2018 grants is January 31st. Okay. Uh, and those levels currently are $200. Um, and certainly our, our website um, and brochures have all the information on how to do that. So energy efficient appliances of course are important, but why does Belmont Light um, 
uh, manage this kind of a program. As we look forward to you know our strategy for achieving all of our climate goals and energy goals, every component of our service offerings have, play a role in that. And so um, appliance rebates uh, target um, you know the, the demand side mm -hmm. equipment, the end user equipment. Sure. And so a big part is placing older uh, equipment with newer, more efficient equipment. Mm -hmm. Also, the, and so when doing that, folks go to a store and they have the option. There are non-Energy Star compliant options out there. Mm -hmm. And this is to help make up the difference uh, and help them uh, cover that incremental cost for an Energy Star model. You know, is this a program that's going to be in place in 2019? Yes, and so 2019 is the is year we'll uh, looking at larger increases to help drive uh, more activity in some of these areas. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we're looking to upgrade um, the heat pump dryer rebate uh, from $100 to $300. Okay. Uh, but also part of this is um, to help uh, drive adoption of technologies that help energy management. So we okay. look at redefining rates mm -hmm. and empowering people to manage their end use, and their energy consumption um, by uh, creating rebates. It also helps us uh, steer folks in the right direction to choose smart devices, mm -hmm. smart thermostats, smart appliances. And so, um, you know, as many of us know, you can go out to a store, you can go online and it seems like there are endless options. This helps narrow down the field and then uh, help folks pick technologies that um, work with Belmont Light's okay. um, management platforms. Yes. Are, are there other programs that, that Belmont Light operates that have similar goals? Oh, well, it's just, it's part of um, a wide range of, of rebates that we offer. Um, we have the uh, home energy assessments. Um, you know, as part of this, we talked about okay. the air source heat pump mm -hmm. rebates. So it's part, we're really pushing strategic electrification uh, and uh, it's part of that larger umbrella of um, leveraging the ability to um, move our uh, electricity power supply portfolio to non-emitting okay. um, at the same time as uh, electrifying. Okay. Well, thanks so much and um, hope to talk with you again. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Thanks for stopping over. Thank you. We are making progress toward reaching a decision on a possible new hockey rink. That's right. Well, a skating rink, they don't want to be known as just okay. a hockey rink. And it would be more of a recreation center. They are looking at um, uh, a lot more involved with this site, uh, this, uh, this project. But it is a, um, it's an ice skating rink. Um, now, it it, this was the first public meeting in which the um, Board of Selectmen and the school committee uh, got together because uh, the rink will either be on town land or on school department land. Um, right now, you know, there's two sites. One's the incinerator site up over on Upper Concord Avenue near the Lexington Line, and the other one is at the site where it is right now. They would just basically build a new one there. And if you just listen to um, the, uh, the comments and the pros and cons at the, at the public meeting, 
it, it really turned, and which which brought a hundred people to to listen to it. So there was a lot of interest in that. It really sounds like uh, everything is leaning towards uh, having it at the uh, original, having it at the present site, just rebuilding a new structure there. And one of the implications of that is that the high school would lose a field. That's right. It, 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 well, there, there's there's always an assumption that they'll lose uh, some uh, a field. Uh, but it will come down to what the design looks like. But everybody believes that there will be a loss of one field. Uh, it will be a JV field. So they're thinking, so the school committee and, and, and the rec department believe that they can somehow uh, uh, mitigate that problem. Okay. One thing that would seem to need mitigating is, uh, is traffic. Mm -hmm. There's been traffic concerns about the new school. How does a new rink affect that? Well, you'll, you you currently have a lot of traffic uh, that's hockey and skating re related. Um, you only need to go to a, a very popular uh, uh, game to see the, the traffic and, and the number of people parking on side streets. Uh, it will be alleviated a little bit, I believe, because they are thinking about having a, a, a good-sized parking lot there. So you will take a lot of the tra a lot of the parking and a lot of the traffic off the streets of Belmont and put it into the out parking of the lot. neighbors, That's into right. the neighborhoods, and mm -hmm. into the parking lot. Does the hockey rink provide parking for the new school? It, they are thinking of that. Uh, actually, when uh, the planning board was had the. Uh, um, uh, the building committee, uh, the, the the new high school building committee, at uh, at uh, before it, they were considering some parking uh, as as more more or less it would be student parking. Um, right now, the uh, planning board and the high school building committee have just have decided that it will be 400 parking uh, spots on the um, periphery of the, of the new high school. They won't have a big parking lot. It'll just be on like a, a street that goes around the school. Uh, a lot of that tra other traffic, a lot of parking for students will be on Concord Avenue and probably at the new uh, rink. And the new skating facility will save the town money. Do I understand that correctly? That's right. Because it, it's a public-private partnership? It, it is a public-private partnership. It would cost no money for, for the t to the town's taxpayers. It would be a 30-year lease or whatever. You know, that's still up for the RFP. But uh, actually, no cost other than um, just making sure, um, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> the cost will be like, parking tickets or something like that. That's great. Thanks for uh, bringing us up to date. Thank you. We've been speaking with Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of The Belmontonian, Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Here's the Belmont Media Center's Jane Peters to tell us about what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week. On this segment, Jane sits down with Belmont Food Pantry Director Patty Mihelich to talk about the food pantry's move to its new home. Hi everyone, we're here with Belmont Royalty. We've got Patty Mahalich here with us from the Belmont Food Pantry. Um, we are going to be talking about what was initially going to be a move for the Belmont Food Pantry from the church to the town hall, but now is just a reset up and a restocking of your inventory. So can you clarify a little bit what might have happened there? Or well, basically what happened is last summer mm -hmm. we um, there was some clearing up and rebuilding over at Beaverbrook. Mm -hmm. And so it stirred up all the ground and it stirred up all the critters. Mm -hmm. And so the critters went around and searching for a new home and they found the food pantry. Ah. 
So um, we basically had a major rat infestation. Mm -hmm. So what had to happen is that I had to bring in a cleaning company mm -hmm. and they had to throw everything away. Oh, they, wow. they took everything that we had, all the shelving, all the any the food product, sanitized and cleaned the whole space that we were in. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, the space at Mount Hope was a little bit small for us, mm -hmm. so we had uh, storage areas all over town in different people's okay. basements. Yeah. So um, we didn't we didn't lose all of our stock. Oh, good. And good. So we'll be taking from that. Um, we are, had planned on anyways purchasing special um, restaurant style metal tables mm -hmm. with the shelf underneath, so mm -hmm. that you can keep the food to you know six inches off the ground. Mm -hmm. So we had planned we outfit. Okay. The new space anyways. Well, that's lucky. So um, this kind of was fortuitous and it worked out. Um, awesome. Oh. Can you talk a little bit about um, the new space that you're going to be in? Maybe what changes are coming about because you're in a new space? Things that you're updating, changing to the organization? So fortunately, every time we move, we make a change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and this is actually the biggest change. What we have been working on is um, I have one of my board members that's um, getting a, a software program. She's gotten mm -hmm. a software program, um, inputted all of the information that we you know, ha ha do have about everyone, and we'll update it with the um, registration forms. And what that will enable us to do is to keep an electronic database of everyone who's using the food pantry, how many bags are going out, how many people are, are utilizing the pantry. Um, it will keep us on top of, um, you know, that Sally has, did come in October, so she can get a gift card for mm -hmm. the holidays. Uh, and it also enables us to fulfill a request from the Greater Boston Food Bank okay. for this data. And um, so the food pantry is slated to be open February 2nd, and we just got through the holiday season, which I think is when a lot of people have giving on the mind. How can people continue that into the new year? Going forward, it's again, you know, any special specific items. You can have a cold water, weather food drive. Mm -hmm. You can have a birthday food drive. You can have, you know, snack day. Um, once we get into the summer, you know, um, different things that might pertain to what you would be eating, you know, in the family, you mm -hmm. know, um, at your own home and, and do it. One of the other places that you can um, donate food is there's a barrel at Star Market. Okay. And it's by the cash register. So as you're going along and you're shopping for items, you could grab instead of one, you grab two mm -hmm. and have, you know, make up a bag and you can put that bag into the barrel okay. there. Um, that's another, the easiest way to um, doing it. As we go forward, we will have a drop-off box somewhere on site, mm -hmm. but it still hasn't been um, decided because we've got to remember that the town hall is in a historic district. Well, I'm sure it'll be useful if you are able to put it in there because a lot of people go through yes. that area mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's wishing to do uh, monetary donations, mm -hmm. we, which is the reason why we have a P.O. Box, Great. is um, the Belmont Food Pantry, P.O. Box 291, Belmont, Mass. And um, we're always welcoming um, donations via that way. And then also, if you Google Belmont Food Pantry, you can get on our website. And on the volunteer page, is Sign Up Genius. You just click on it and find a time that you can volunteer. Great. Awesome. Well, well thank, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate right. it. We'll check them out on February 2nd. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar. 
2019 is the year of the pig, and you can celebrate with the Belmont Chinese American Association at the annual Chinese New Year Gala on Sunday from 1 to 6.30. From 1 to 4 in the Chenery Cafeteria, experience dragon dancing, view Peking opera costumes and traditional instruments, and enjoy Chinese food. The formal performance following the festival from 4.30 to 6.30 in the auditorium will include acts put on by Belmont residents and world-famous artists alike. Join the over 1,000 Belmont residents who attended last year's festival in bringing in the Chinese New Year. As winter settles in, there's nothing more comforting than a bowl of heartwarming soup. Your child can enjoy a special soups and stews cooking workshop with Chop Chop Family on Tuesday for children in grades 6 through 8 and Wednesday for children in grades 3 through 5. Learn more at chopchopfamily.org and register on Eventbrite. Powers Music School presents Happy Beats, designed for children ages 5 to 10, and Afro-Caribbean Drumming for adults to teach drumming techniques through the music of Northwest Africa and the Caribbean. Master traditional rhythms and songs and learn about the various cultures that create this vibrant and exciting music in these 15-week sessions on Fridays beginning on February 1st. It's hard to believe, but we're halfway through winter. Breathe in the crisp air and enjoy a midwinter walk at Habitat on Saturday at 12.30. Keep your eyes open for tracks, and if the conditions are favorable, you'll tap the first sugar maple of the season. Register by visiting massautobahn.org. The Belmont High School Performing Arts Company presents their winter improv show next weekend with shows on Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. in the Little Theater. Driven by audience suggestion, this show is guaranteed to be a high-energy performance. Learn more and purchase tickets on the PAC website. Do you have a book that saved your life? Belmont Books and the Moth's Steve Almond are hosting a story slam centered on this theme. A winner will be chosen by special guest judges to win a prize. Tickets for storytellers and audience members can be purchased on Belmont Books website or in person at the store. Be sure to put a request in your order if you would like to participate as a storyteller. And throughout February, get active in your reading with this year's first Belmont Books Community Read. The Age of Light tells the story of Vogue model turned renowned photographer Lee Miller. You can check Belmont Books Instagram for discussion questions about the book and share your own photos inspired by Lee Miller with the designated hashtags for a chance to win a signed copy of the book. Don't forget to tag Belmont Books in your photos. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you again next time.